Seltzer Kings podcasts. Well, I totally get that we're from very different parts of the world, and I don't expect everybody here to fully understand my kind of Pacific Northwest thing. Your whole Boston vibe can be very abrasive. Okay. That's Desi, just... this isn't about where you're from. Okay. Okay? Uh -huh. This isn't about geography. Uh -huh. This is about that distressed shirt you're wearing. This is about the fact that you have eyeliner on your face right now. This is about the fact that your musical sensibility is insufferable. Don't ever think that you get on stage anywhere where a vast majority of the crowd doesn't think douche. Everybody, welcome to Boys Watching Girls. We are just two boys watching HBO's Girls. We are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And uh, we've come up to the last episode of season four today. We got a banger of an episode. But before we get to that, we got some housekeeping to do at the top here. We just started an Instagram page for the podcast. It is just at Boys Watching Girls podcast, right? Yeah, That's we're what it is. yeah we're uh, we're making the leap into the twenty first century. <laughs> we're taking over the social media world, everybody. Yeah. So uh, yeah, follow the show on Instagram. We post uh, funny memes and stuff that have to do with girls, and yeah, follow that. And also, it's been a while since we did this, so I feel like we're uh, in the right to do it. If you could please, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, five-star rating. Uh, if you got time to write a review, that'd be awesome. But if you uh, if you like are really busy and you really uh, don't like the show that much, you don't really have to waste your time yeah. with a two-star yeah, yeah, yeah. or three-star review. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, you can keep that to yourself yeah. if you really want. Yeah, and, and your time's more valuable than that. Yeah. So, yeah, again, if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, please give it a a positive review that helps with making the uh, podcast go a bit bigger than it already is. And it's already pretty big. We're blowing up in Canada. We're blowing up in England. Got a lot of listeners in Indiana, guys, still. So thank you for listening in Indiana. Finally got some people in Maryland listening, which is where we're both from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we missed that market. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Virginia too. So thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Would appreciate it even more if you could leave that five-star review for Apple Podcasts. But with that out of the way, let's dive into this episode. It is season four, episode 10. It is episode 42 overall. It is titled Home Birth was directed by Lena Dunham, written by Jenny Connor, Lena Dunham, and Judd Apatow. The original air date is March 22nd, 2015, to a viewing audience of 687,000 people, 0.687 million. And Vance, there's a lot of shit going on in this episode. It's a finale. It's it's a finale, you know? It, in finales, you gotta have a wedding or a birth. That's yeah, and and they do a good job of subverting the trope of it a bit, you know, or a death, or what, or a death in the finale, or a death, yeah, yeah. Um, so that might be our next. Uh, have we had a death finale yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. We had a yeah. mid-season death with uh, Flo. Yeah, um, and 
David, her producer, had, or her uh, book editor, passed away. Yeah, that but, guy died. But yeah, we've had a wedding at the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. We got a birth at the end of this fourth season. So yeah, fifth season, death maybe? Yeah, and I would like to say I was right in my prediction of it being about Caroline, which was uh, pretty pretty heavily telegraphed. Yeah. But I'm still no, taking that W, baby. There's a couple <laughs> predictions that came right. Like I predicted something with Jessa a while back that came true yeah you did you predicted yeah, you something did. with fran a while back that came true yeah. and uh yeah there's predictions all around so shall we dive into this some bitch yeah. should we do it by character who do you think is the most uh i don't know can we do it by character who knows yeah we can right? do characters let's just uh yeah who would you like to start with would you like to do Shoshana or Marnie, Marnie first? I think Shoshana. Okay. Let's do it. Start off on a good foot. Okay. Uh, so Shoshana, she is reinvigorated in her job search now. After leading Ray's campaign and helping him secure the ele- nomination for city council, whatever, she feels all really reinvigorated and she's ready to attack the town ready to get a job and she's feeling good about herself so we see her at an interview at what looks like kind of a like girly i'm not sure exactly what it is like maybe a cosmetics company or a women's magazine yeah it's called abigail and it's like a very modern white like uh modern deck decorated place with the neon pink uh name behind the desk and just a lot of like pops of color Without yeah. throughout the white starkness of the room, um, I'm gonna be honest. It looks like a dope place to work, just based on that one office. <laughs> I, I feel like places like that just have that look, though. And like once you get in, that look is oh yeah, <laughs> it looks yeah. cool to go in and work there. But who knows? What yeah, the work I think is like that now. we've talked we've yeah, talked yeah. about this before with like startups yeah. and how it I, looks cool, and then it's like, well, we got this video game yeah. uh, cabinet, and it's like, don't ever fucking play that video game. Yeah, it looks like every like startup silicon valley start i'm sure i'm sure the soup moguls place looks somewhat like that they got a pink table in the middle of the place yeah we work <laughs> they have fucking yeah beer on tap yep um so she's interviewing with ad bryant the saturday night live stalwart stalwart that's how you pronounce that right i think so i'm having a fucking malfunction man <laughs> Um, and those ratings are going down right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> We're gonna get those two star reviews. Like, you no know, doubt. it's like when you put a tip on the on the bar for a bartender, and you just like have the stack, and you're like, "Hmm, that was late," and you t- taking it away. Yeah, yeah. Like that old <laughs> that old school way of tipping, <laughs> and it's just like you start this big, you start with five stars. Yeah, but, yeah, ooh, yeah. mumbled over stalwart, and, and then we'll go down from there. <laughs> yeah. So she's interviewing with Ad Bryant and. uh Ad Bryant is basically telling her about the job. Shoshana is killing it. She seems to like finally have a good head on her shoulder and a healthy way of attacking these job interviews. And she's ready to get this job. And it seems like the dream job for her. Ad Bryant's laying it out for her. She's like, you're doing marketing stuff. You're going to be uh, working with our marketing department. And Shoshana's like, this sounds perfect. And then Ad Bryant drops the hammer that... Uh, she will be working as the company's liaison to the Japanese market. And if she wants to take the job, she will need to relocate to Tokyo. And Shoshana's kind of like, wait, what? 
She's like, yeah, I mean, Tokyo is really cool. And there's some like funny banter going on between it, them. It feels improvised a lot there. Absolutely. It was like the yeah. first time. It was one of the first times it felt improvised in this show for me. Yeah. I've seen, you know. Yeah. And, you know, A.D. Bryant's throwing in some jokes about like, you know, Japan's really cool. Everybody that goes over there is really awesome. They say it's very nice. She says it in Japanese. Mm -hmm. And then Shoshana's like, have you ever been? And A.D. AD Bryant's like. Well, no, uh, I've never been, but I've FaceTimed with people that are there and yeah. it looks cool. And I say hi and they say hi. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a lot to think about. But I, I knew I had a feeling that Shoshana. Well, at first when it started and you just start hearing the voiceover of the interview, I was like, oh, maybe she's going to try to do more campaign stuff. Um, yeah. But same. doing the campaign stuff actually gave her something on her resume of, of like note. You know? Yeah, because previously she just had like summer camp counselor and shit like that. And college graduate, you know, which is yeah, which is hard. Like it's hard to have experience without having experience, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like all those entry level jobs require you to have like five years of experience. Like how the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How how am I going to do that? Like there's no way. So Shoshana's like, uh, can I take some time to think about this? Because that's a big old change like she didn't know that that was part of the job i guess mm -hmm. um so she needs some time to think about it Eddie brian's like you gotta let me know by wednesday we don't know what day of the week it is but uh seems like that's not that far from that time yeah it's within the week so it's not like you have a lot of time to yeah. figure it out and that's a that's a big ask it, Maybe I don't, think she has to, I don't think she has to leave on wednesday but i think she has to let them know that she's down yeah yeah okay yeah. So then Shoshana's like, oh, I got a lot to think about. So the next time we see her, she's on a date with the soup guy. I forget his name. Do you remember his name? Uh, Scott. That's what it is. Scott. Yeah. I just write down soup mogul every time I see him. <laughs> she's on a date with the soup guy and he's talking about. I forget what he's talking about. Something. It's oh, no. He says, uh, he says, uh, I love having lunch with you. Uh, because I, I always get so inspired and I go back to work and I'm so creative or whatever. Yeah. Some, some yeah, nonsense. something like that. <laughs> and then Shoshana's like, hey, I got a, uh, I got something to tell you. And he's like, what's that? She's like, so I got a job. And he's like, congratulations. That's awesome. It's, that's amazing. And she's like, but once I take this job, I have to move to Tokyo. And it'll be cool if i'm your japanese booty call if you ever come to japanese or whatever whatever if you i understand what's going on but this is a job that i got and scott's immediately like don't take that job do not take that job please don't you can work for me we can move in together i am so close to being in love with you i just don't want you to go and the, I was like, wow. The, I love the honesty of I'm almost yeah. in love with you. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, <laughs> it is amazing. Like, I've, I've never heard someone say that on a TV show or a movie. Yeah, I've never heard it ever. He's, but he's yeah. just like, I'll be in love with you soon. soon I yeah. know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's immediately like... Let's just move in. I don't care what needs to happen. I need you to stay here. And it's such a weirdly douchebag thing to say. Like, if Desi said that, you'd be like, oh, you douche. But, like, him yeah. saying it just seems sincere. 
it does seem sincere because he hasn't shown douche tendencies like Desi has. And, and if he was a douche, he would have just been like, I love you and like really hit hard to try to get her to stay. But he just mm-hmm. kept it like 100 and just said, oh, no, I'm not yeah. there yet, but we could get there. And I don't want to ruin this opportunity. So I was like, all right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, it was really interesting. Yeah, I like this character of Scott. Like, he seems like an honest dude that, you know. He doesn't seem like a, little... a real person, though. He doesn't seem like a real person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that whole thing of, like, don't take the job was selfish but i could see somebody doing that just out of like i i I feel like we're just getting started and then this is going to end and that sucks yeah so i understand where he could be coming from there Mm -hmm. but um yeah i thought it was like real selfish of him to be like don't take that job well it is selfish but like he didn't he didn't push so hard that's what i mean like he didn't go 100 percent with the like love will you marry like he didn't go like if he was a very manipulative person, yeah. he would have been like, no, I love you. I'll, I want to marry you. Let's stay here. The example is like what how Adam reacted when Hannah was leaving. You know, mm-hmm. Adam was a lot more like, oh, so you're doing this to us? You're giving up on us? Like he was not like that. He didn't get all angry about it. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, you know? exactly. So that gave Shoshana even more to think about. Mm-hmm. So who does she go to search out advice but the sage advice giving character of this show, Ray. She heads over to Ray's coffee shop to look for Ray to get some advice on what she should do and what decisions she should make. And uh, she goes over there. Ray's not there, but who is? But Hermes, Colin Quinn is there. Mm-hmm. And Shoshana, he comes out and he's like, oh, shut up. I have a migraine, blah, blah, blah. We still, don't like, know. Oh. we still don't know what's wrong with him. Yeah, I thought he was supposed to die like three seasons ago. He's going to be on fifth season death. <laughs> oh, maybe. That would be sad. I like Colin. No, you got to kill someone bigger than Colin. Yeah. So she's like, oh, I'm looking for Ray. Is he here? And he's like, he's a politician now. We're not part of his life anymore. She's like, well, I really need some advice. And he's the only person that I really trust to get advice from. And Hermes is kind of like, shoot, let me hear what you got going on. Mm-hmm. And she explains the situation about, like, I got offered a job in Tokyo, but there's this guy that I really like, and he wants me to stay. Colin Quinn's like, shut up. Enough with this. I've got the solution. Take the job in fucking Tokyo. I believe his direct quote is, you want to be the walker, not the dog. Because he's like, you don't want to be the person that's following the lead of, like, the soup mogul guy. You don't want to be second in command. You want to... And he mentions Lean In. I forget the name of the author of that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who it was? No, I, I've, as soon as I like, as soon as it passed, I was like, oh, I wish I knew what it was. Because I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember. We're not looking it up. That's, yeah. uh... <laughs> but the author of Lean In, he mentions her and he's like, Have you, are you familiar with her work? And she's like, yeah, of course I'm fucking familiar with her work. Like, are you? He's like, yeah, I read the book after I saw my wife had it on the table and she looked hot. So I read it and now I'm a convert. Yeah. And he's like, this is your moment to take hold of your life and lean in and like do what's best for you. And you don't you shouldn't want to just follow the lead of some guy. Like if this is a job that you really want, and it's perfect for you. You should take it. She has no reason not to take the job, though. That's the thing, like, in, in her storyline, it's not, I don't know, like, she hasn't been dating this guy that long, 
but they yeah, seem I was to enjoy curious, each other. I was curious to know like how long her and Scott have been dating. Yeah, they haven't been dating. It doesn't seem that long. It hasn't been that long, but obviously there's feelings or whatever. Um, yeah, there's almost love. Uh, the people you hang out with are Jessa, Marnie, and Hannah. Or just like you know what I mean like and Hannah's already left the state yeah and you're super young and like this is the perfect like thing that once you have this on your resume like then you can just expand upon it you're gonna learn skills yeah and and the only thing holding her would be like I guess the relationship with Scott or whatever his name is and yeah. her like sex in the city like ideal of life but go to go to tokyo yeah it's kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity you know if i got offered a job in tokyo i mean especially right now where we're at in america uh see ya (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you would like tokyo i don't think you'd handle the food well here's the thing is my everybody that i know that has been to tokyo has been like they love tall people there and i'm tall as fuck so i mean well, I everybody's feel like tall everybody's tall i feel like i've been doing there. pretty good every I mean, american's like tall when you go to tokyo usually my Most. buddy uh my buddy a tiff he went to tokyo and was like it it's seen as exotic to not be japanese there so we're like it's like an odd thing to see and people are very intrigued by you i guess I don't know. I'm just saying what other people have told me. Don't I have no no idea about this? And I also dated a girl. This is in Japan, but it's the Philippines. Uh, her dad lived in the Philippines, and she's a tall blonde woman. And she would visit her dad in the Philippines, and people would legitimately stop her in public to take pictures with her. And she's not like a celebrity or anything. It's no. just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, there's a tall blonde lady here. Like, what the fuck? No, no. I mean, that's so. true. When I was in Italy, when I was like, what, 18, I was walking around and they thought I was like a, some soccer, some famous soccer player, you know, <laughs> I, had, like, I was like, no, because it's like you don't see like yeah. people, different people in that place. It's not like the U.S. or like New York or L.A. when you just walk past so many different varieties of people all the time. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. So I think I'd like Tokyo just because I'd be worshipped like a god there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're, you're good with languages and foreign foods. I know that about you. Yeah, I, yeah. I would very much not know any. I would die there so fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Hermes is telling her, like, uh, you should take the job and fuck that guy. Like, you, you know, there's other fish. You, you'll find love again or whatever. Who knows? Maybe you can make it work. And if the guy is worth anything, he'll be there waiting at the airport for when you return. If you ever do, you know. Yeah. That's did the you, thing that did you think she was gonna go track down Ray after this? Uh not really, because she was like, You're very odd, but you're very wise. So I mm-hmm. think that she got what she wanted when by talking to Colin Quinn. Yeah. Who um, is Ray's mentor? Yeah. He is very much like the Yoda of all of this. Yeah. And Ray is like the Obi-Wan at this point. Very unexpected. Very yeah. unexpected. I didn't expect him to come in and be this giver of advice well especially because we haven't seen him in so long yeah um but yeah i mean i thought it was good advice yeah yeah, no it's great it's fun it was a good argument for taking the job Mm -hmm. um but the one thing that i didn't get was when he says something about you know he'll be there waiting at the airport when you return 
Like, this is a job job. Like, this could be permanent. She might not return. This isn't like a she'll come summer back. internship. She'll come back to the U.S. at some point. It's not like she's going to be in Tokyo for the next 20 years. I mean, maybe. Nah, she wouldn't do we it. We don't know that. Especially she if she's... She wouldn't she's, do it. She wouldn't do it. If she's thriving in the role, maybe. If she she's would, becoming she would like take a that, She would take that as a, a way to jump up somewhere else, I'm sure. That's There's a no point. way. Yeah. There's no way she's sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that remains to be seen because the last thing that we see with Shoshana is that she tells Jessa that she is going to take the job. Yep. So that's where we leave off with Shoshana. And Jessa says, you're going to make a great geisha. In yeah. Classic <laughs> Jessa. Classic One Jessa. Letter. Jessa yeah. quip. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where she goes with that. I would love to see some, uh, in season five, like some splitting time between Tokyo and New York and seeing how Shoshana's doing. That'll be interesting budget wise. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it, <laughs> but I would some like B-roll exteriors and some built some sets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think now we can go to Marnie, right? Yeah. Because Jessa is kind of in Hannah's story. Yeah, yeah. So we can head on over to Marnie, Desi, and Ray. So we start off with Marnie and Desi at Ray's coffee shop, meeting with the record exec. And uh, they're talking about the show that they have at night, and they're going to record something. Just, I don't know. It seems to me like generic what people think a record label executive would be saying talk she, she calls him out as being the president of the record label like twice she's yeah. like oh my god you're the president of the record label you don't want to hear about my engagement oh yeah. my god you're the president of a record label like she said like she doubles down on it calling him that like okay we get it this is yeah. the guy like we get this is an important have, guy yeah we don't have to say it and they're they're bragging about the engagement they're showing off the ring and the record label guy is like oh my god that's so beautiful marriage is so beautiful it's one of the best things ever i love being married and uh marnie's like oh my god how long have you been married and he's like well 10 years after this most recent uh separation though i think he's like including this most recent separation <laughs> and yeah then he, then he goes on and talks about his talking to his daughter via skype and mm. how she gets confused yeah to touch she the doesn't understand that he's like on a screen she wants to touch him and he just gets very somber i'm gonna say that kid <laughs> would not be able to handle 2020 absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not it's like it's like a funny it's like a funny joke there but like that kid obviously knows the yeah, people how on dumb the tv the, the people on the tv aren't really there like <laughs> Yeah, I feel like three is a little old to be being like, can I touch dad through the screen? <laughs> yeah. But I get, little... I get what they were going for there. I get what they were going for. Yeah, and then he gets all sad and Marnie's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to sorry to hear about this. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. But, it's still uh, fun. But Desi, Desi says, <laughs> talks about like how marriage is this outdated like system and like until there's something better, this is the only way I know to show my love to Marnie. Like, dude, Desi is the fucking worst. I hate that guy. 
I fucking hate he's, him. He's, he's such playing a his role to a T, man. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb haircut and all. Yeah, it's it's all there. So they start to walk out. Uh, and I also was like, why are you doing this at Ray's? For this scene. Yeah. For this scene. She, none of them live near there. There's yeah. no way this there's no way this exact was like, hey, let's go to Ray's coffee shop in a you know, like Yeah. So they're they're walking out and they're getting ready to talk about you know the, going to do the show. That yeah, they, they have, have a big showcase or something. Yeah, Spotlight it, showcase or something. Yeah, it's like there's a bunch of music magazines. I think Pitchfork. I remember hearing Pitchfork was mentioned there and a bunch of other record, not record, music magazines or publishers or whatever. Big time shit going on. So they. Uh, Marnie and the record exec head out. Ray and uh, Desi's like, all right, I got to square up with Ray. Ray, how much do I owe you? This is what we had. And Ray's just like, all right, cool. Don't worry about the water. Because he says, like, and we had a glass of water. Ray's like, water is free. Um, Yeah. And then Desi just kind of is like, hey, man, I just want to ask, are we cool? Because I feel like there's some shit going on between us. Like, there's some tension and Ray's like, I will not give you this answer today. But, and it was something like. Well, he, well D- does he wants to know where he stands with people? Like, because yes, it makes us feel uncomfortable. Is. And Ray keeps saying, well, I will not satisfy that. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. He's today. like, I want to know if there's any faults in my lines. Yeah. Uh, and I like to know where people stand with me. So where do we stand? And Ray's like, I will not be giving you that satisfaction and yeah. answer today and then he asks him again and he repeats the same he's like yeah. i will not be giving you that satisfaction today mm-hmm. and then desi's basically like why and then ray this is like my favorite scene in this episode ray trashes desi mm-hmm. ray's like i'm not gonna give you that answer today because honestly desi i fucking hate your guts I hate everything about you. And Desi's like, I think if we have a heart to heart, we'll get together. And he's like, no, we won't. Because I hate everything about you. I hate your stupid distressed shirt. I hate your music. It's so tacky and insufferable. And you're just the biggest douchebag. And he's like, you know how you think Imagine Dragons is douchey when you see them on stage? That's how we all feel about you when you're on stage, because you are a douche. Everything you scream is douche and you don't deserve her. And then Desi's like, deserve her? Who? Are you talking about Marnie? And Ray's like, yes, I'm talking about Marnie. Marnie Michaels. You do not deserve her because you're too stupid to realize what an amazing, thoughtful, deep, incredible human being she is. And you will never be able to make her happy because you can't recognize that. And you're going to fuck up and she's going to forgive you and you're going to fuck up again and she's going to forgive you again and she's going to you're going to keep fucking up and she's going to keep forgiving you and you don't deserve her because you're such a douche piece of shit. And Desi's just like, whoa. <laughs> well, well done. Great recap, Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also mentions the eyeliner, which stood out to me, which oh, I yeah, thought yeah, was yeah. amazing. <laughs> Every time I see Desi, I'm like, what is it? Like, yeah. like it's, it's definitely the eyeliner. 
And uh, I loved, I love that last part of saying like that she'll keep going back to him, you know, yeah. like, yeah, because she will like she's. I don't know. The only thing I disagree with Ray's statement is all of his like praise of how great Marnie is. Uh, <laughs> the thing that like, I, I disagree, get, I, the I, thing that I disagree most with Ray is that he loves Imagine Dragons. <laughs> that Ray loves Imagine Dragons, dude. Imagine Dragons sucks. <laughs> I only know their like radio songs. You make me, up, you make me a believer. Yeah, that song. Yeah, I, I don't. It, I don't. All of their it. songs sound the same. Yeah, I haven't listened to a full album of theirs, but yeah, I don't hate that song. Yeah. I think yeah, I listened to that his... song over Marnie and Desi's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, so, yeah. But what's your what's your uh well, thing like, about his praise of Marnie? Because well, Marnie I mean, is a douchebag. She's not like he's like this deep and perfect. Like he makes it seem like she's like this. And I get it, he's in love with her and he's trying to make a point, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Marnie is a deeply flawed, manipulative, selfish person. Yeah, and he's making but, her be like this huge, this saint. The episode before wasn't she just like doing the engagement announcement at his campaign yeah. party? She hijacked his campaign party to announce her engagement, which she told Desi not to tell anyone. And that she obviously heard Ray's impassioned plea of like, "Please don't do this." That was yeah. so pointedly towards her, and she did it afterwards anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I loved Ray trashing Desi though, yeah. and all of and it was it seems accurate. Long too, yeah. yeah, it was accurate, and then I love that it's punctuated with "keep your blood money." Yeah, it's not <laughs> blood money, Ray. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, "What are you talking about, Ray?" You... That was just a Ray thing to say, though. You Such know a Ray mean? thing, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, I-, I love the acting in the scene overall. Like both of them. Like Desi's taking it. Like Desi's taking this. It hits him hard. Um, yeah. And he's actually, you could see his character, like, feeling all of it. And Ray is just, Ray has a way of doing this where it's not just him angry yelling like we've seen. Yeah. He has more, like, emotion behind it. And it's thought out. And yeah. it's like, he's thought about saying this to Desi for mm-hmm. so long. And, and never- he's just, he's been waiting for this moment. And he's like, I have an essay on yeah. you. Yeah. And he never had thought he'd have the opportunity. But yeah. Desi set it up. Um. Yeah, it's just it, the weirdest part about this scene is that Desi seems clueless that it's about Marnie. Like when he's yeah, like, yeah, but when Desi's he's like, stupid when he's like, though. Yeah, I mean, I just like, yeah, he is. I, we just never know how much how aware he is of things. Because I was like, are you? You think Ray just doesn't like you because you hang out with Ray all the time? Like, I I did like the juxtaposition of like, look, I get that my Pacific Northwest attitude <laughs> doesn't really mesh well with your abrasive Boston thing. And Ray's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's not about that at all. It's that, not about where we're from. <laughs> yeah. That's what really sets it, the whole conversation off, which is great because I was like, no, it's like you, the person, not you, the, yeah. the, the geographic location. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It was... Yeah, that's what really sets it off. Because after yeah. he's like, it's not about where we're from. It's about your distressed shirt. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. And just, he just. I mean, he is the opposite of everything Ray stands for. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. But the blood money line was very much just a <laughs> an overdramatic Rayism that I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew he wasn't going to charge him for this. Me too. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I loved also that Desi 
when he's like, you don't deserve her. And he's like, you talking about Marnie? And then he's like, yes, Marnie, Marnie Michaels. And then Desi goes, bro, I mean, this is my fiance that you're talking about. Yeah, he, he goes full Watch Keanu it. Reeves. <laughs> yeah. I loved that scene. I absolutely loved that scene. How cozy does that coffee shop look? That looks like a great coffee shop, dude. <laughs> like in this time where you can't go inside stores and stuff and like you're not sitting in restaurants. It's like looking at that. I'm like, ah, oh, I would just sit there and stare at the stare at people and just drink a coffee. Yeah. Eat a I chocolate mean, croissant that I know I shouldn't have. <laughs> there's a place in L.A. and Hollywood by UCB called like the Bourgeois Bougie Pig or something. Bourgeois Pig. Yeah. No. That place is a dope coffee spot in la and it's very it's much like cozy it's very darker vibe though yeah it is really dark but i love that place that was like one of when i first moved here it was a place where i think one of my first dates in la was yeah. and i was it's like a, this place is cool coffee's good there i wonder how they're doing i haven't been case. on that strip i haven't been on that strip in a while yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like Alcove in Los, you know, around uh, Los Feliz, that place is really cool too and cozy. Mm-hmm. That's a dope coffee spot. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Coffee Recommendations <laughs> with uh, Joe and Vance. Well, they went anyway. to Toby Estates for the proposal, so. That's true. Why not have this uh, disaster happen at Ray's Coffee? <laughs> oh, man. So with the next time we see Marnie... Uh, she's at the venue for the show and Desi's nowhere to be seen. She's calling him. She's like, hey, where are you? I don't know where you are. Uh, you missed sound check. It's about a half hour before the show. This isn't like you. You should be here. And the record executive is kind of like, hey, where's Desi? And she's like, I don't know. I'm sure he'll show up. Like he might be just around the corner or something. He's probably, yeah, he'll be fine. And Ray pops in and he's like, what's going on? She's like, ah. No, Desi's nowhere to be found, really. Uh, actually, I think that Ray shows up after this scene. Yeah, it's like two It's two quick scenes. Um, it's like one where he's not showing up. And I don't remember if the first one or the second one, but where she's like, hey, it's just like we're we're like, because the, the exec, uh, the label exec is like, hey, it's, I just want this to be like we're working out of our garage. And she's like, tries yeah. to throw that line back at him. He's like, no. No, it's not like that. Like, I want it to feel like that, but this is real business. Like, and I love yeah. that turn of like, yeah, these people are seem laid back and cool, but they're like business oriented and want the job to get yeah. done. Like, they're still about that money, baby. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got all these people coming. Like, that hurts his reputation if these people from a place come down to see an artist and the artists don't show up. But yeah. The artist stuff, that makes you look bad. Like, so yeah, he's got a lot and she's starting to like tear up and, yeah, that's uh, when Ray shows up. Yeah, like what is I forget what she's saying when she's crying about stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's basically just like Desi's. I don't know what's going on. Desi never does this, especially when it's about his music. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. And that's when uh, Ray shows up, and he's like, "What's what's happening?" And Mario's like, "Oh, Desi's not here. I don't know where he is. We're we're supposed to go on soon." And, like, to the record label dude's credit, he's, like, trying to stall him. Like, I can put up another band, but, like, yeah. Desi's got to fucking be here, you know? Yeah, and then he was like, you know what, just go home, like, at one point, right? Like, Yeah, he's gotta... like, go home, take a bath, drink some tea, Yeah, uh, relax, uh, we'll, we'll just have to do it again some other time. 
And Ray steps in. And he's like, no, fuck that. No one's going home. No one's drinking tea. No one's taking a bath. And he's like, Marnie, do this yourself. You can do it yourself. And uh, the record label guy is like, no, we kind of need Desi. And Marnie says something about like, no, these are Marnie and Desi songs. And I don't really feel comfortable doing them without him. And then Ray's like, fuck him. Like, you need to do this for yourself and like be show all these people that you're a great singer and the record label guy's like yeah i don't know if she's we really do need desi she doesn't know how to oh the record label guy's like i mean i could play guitar too i'm pretty yeah. good and then out of nowhere i thought this was kind of douchey yeah marnie just like kind of whips her hair back and she's like no i don't want you to play guitar i'm pretty good too i'll go on solo yeah was like it's like what? Where it was, you were just crying about where's Desi? Yeah, it was, and one we've never seen her play a guitar, have we? Yeah, no. Like uh, at, at one point, I was like, "Is Ray gonna try to play?" I'm like, "He doesn't know these songs. Like that'll be insane." Um, yeah, I mean, but Ray was in a band at least, you know. Yeah, but I, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, don't you need to know how the song is played? Yeah, I mean, unless like, you're a musical savant, yeah, which like, I don't think Ray is. I don't think you just go up and it's like, it's one thing. It's like, hey, um, we're going to do some covers of songs. Sure. Yeah. But not when it, you're doing originals. Yeah, that's true. You would need to. But <laughs> know like something. Either of their offers would have been like, but you don't know how to play any of these songs. Yeah. Like you haven't sat there and watched them like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've never previously seen Marnie playing the guitar or learning or showing an interest in learning. Yeah, because when we first start out with music, it's uh, she asks Ray if he knows how to do GarageBand or something. And yeah. he puts together, helps her put together that disastrous song that she sings to Charlie, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No, no. Uh, he, it's the Kanye West one. The Kanye I West think. cover. Yeah. So, no, I guess she just kind of just sung that herself. Um, I don't know what song he was helping her with. But anyway, like the first time they did music stuff, it was with the writing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, when she's yeah, I did find it too cocky of a moment. Well, it was just the sudden change of her being like, I can't do this without Desi. And then I think the record label guy's like, no, you're not a solo artist. Yeah. And she's like, um, actually, I started out as a solo artist. I was like, oh, you mean that viral, awful video? Like, what do you mean started out? Like when you were in singing in college or something? Like you haven't yeah. been in. Yeah, you're not. You, you just started this musical career with Desi. Yeah, like you started out just wanting to sing and then mm -hmm. you became a band. Like any that doesn't define you as a solo artist. Yeah. So, yeah, that flip of the switch of being like, actually... I can, I'm pretty good at guitar I mean, and there, I can do this. There's a way to do it where she can be like, okay, no, you guys, I can, I'm going to do it. I yeah. can play guitar. Like if she does it without like the added cockiness of someone mm -hmm. who was just like having a full breakdown mm -hmm. backstage, like if she like gets herself together and is like more earnest and maybe looks to Ray and he's like, no, Ray's right. I can do this myself. And then goes out. You're like, okay. Yeah. Or even if there was a hint of like, I know how to play these songs. So if Desi doesn't show up, like I could just do it. Uh, but like, it just comes from out of nowhere. I feel like, yeah. and then like the attitude of it, I was like, who the fuck are you? And you know, it's like the attitude is thrown at the exact as if his offer was like offensive. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, I'm the exec and I'm willing to play guitar for you. 
yeah as like a favor because your bandmate didn't show up like you're fucking me over so hard i'm trying to throw you a bone and she's she's like like, i can do it myself yeah (laughs) and i know that's the theme of this like whole episode is like you can do it yourself you know Mm -hmm. these girls don't need to like rely you have to forge your own path you know yeah like um but yeah, I mean, even with the next scene with uh, Carolyn's sister, like she's trying to do it herself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that one just like a more of a backfire. It doesn't really track. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah. I mean, uh, she plays the show. She did know the songs, apparently. Uh, has a great voice again. She's a yeah. good singer. If that is her singing. And I think it I, is. I think it is, but I wasn't sure. It was definitely, you know, more like not record it live like record it later and put in and yeah done over um so it was hard to i think it's her it was a good sounding song if you're into that kind of music yeah, like she they, didn't fuck it up yeah and uh and they use it as a montage you know mm-hmm. montage editing it's in the backdrop yeah and uh so then she you know she has a good performance people seem to enjoy it she comes off stage and she's standing with ray and she's like did desi ever show up and ray's like no and know. she's like i wonder where he is oh and then there's like this running joke oh, of like yeah. is desi uh i hope he didn't die i hope he didn't kill himself like what the fuck yeah i'm like i I know like musicians and stand-up comedians have that like that suicide like history and past but i'm like yeah you think desi just killed like more I, so also, he might be in an accident like in his motorcycle yeah then he just offed himself before this little set well it's also it's funny because the record label guys like hobie didn't pull like an amy winehouse the jeff buckley uh and he names all the people that are in like the 27 club mm-hmm. the people that mysteriously die that were successful musicians at 27 kirk cobain or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like you're comparing desi to all of these superstars yeah Desi's a fucking nobody and he I'm sucks. Like, I'm like, they haven't done anything yet. And like, you're like, all right. It'd be such whatever. a shame if he died. It's like, they they did a couple of demos. Like, it would be a shame if he died, but yeah. it's not like the music community would be like, oh, Desi's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It wouldn't be mourning. I don't even think half the people that know him on this show would mourn. <laughs> like, think about it. Like, Hannah's not going to cry at all. Uh, yeah. Shoshana's not gonna care. Like Shoshana might care a little bit. Yeah, uh, I am curious about where he went though. I don't think we ever see him again. I think you, he's you just think you call well, him. That's what I was gonna say when when I was when this was happening, and this became the and I knew this was the last episode. And normally, you're getting rid of actors that are like side characters and stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't mm. think they're bringing Desi back for a full run next season. You're um, predicting Desi's gone for good. I'm predicting he's gone or we get like a one recap scene or or like maybe like we talk about something and it's like, hey, you know, Desi disappeared and he moved back to, you know, um, Portland Seattle. or whatever. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I was like, how are we going to get rid of Desi? Because I knew he wasn't going to be like with her, like because this wasn't going to end in like a wedding thing and we mm-hmm. saw the right thing. I was like, how are we going to get rid of him? And it was yeah. running out of time on a show and him just not showing up seems like that might be the straw that breaks Marnie. Yeah. I also, I kind of, if they do get rid of him, I could see them doing a like Charlie 
one one scene of dialogue being like oh yeah he went back home and he's crazy turns out that uh he slashed my tires and like that guy sucks yeah, like then he's like just that. never seen again yeah. yeah um yeah and that's pretty much where we leave marnie and ray there's like an awkwardly long scene where they're just standing in silence together and uh that wraps up their story well yeah right? they have they have this bond and they're working towards it you yeah. Excited to see where that goes in season five. Is Ray going to win her back? Is she going to realize that Ray is the one for her? Or is she going to keep chasing Desi? I would like to know what happened to Desi. I um, think he I think he chickened out because of Ray's thing. You think Ray's so? Speech. Oh, absolutely. Ray gives well, that Ray's, speech and then he doesn't go and then he don't go to the showcase. Ray's speech definitely had an effect on him. Yeah, for sure. And if I you know, know Desi, he's like, oh, I was in a bad emotional state and... I yeah. couldn't do this. And, you know. Your fucking friend Ray ruined my mind. Yeah. Made me question everything. And then maybe, like, I don't want this. Something stupid that Desi would do and say, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hope he's gone. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Moving on. Moving on to our main event of the evening. Hannah, Adam, Caroline layered jessa story we start off with hannah uh walking outside of the school she's having a panic attack Mm -hmm. she can't breathe having a hard time breathing she's like i just need to sit down i need to get some air uh fran comes out to check on her he's like are you all right is everything okay she's like no i'm having a panic attack he's like oh jesus like what's going on she's like well i mean i've just been having a lot of family shit going on i am fucking losing my mind which I think is fair. If you've got like the crazy family shit that she's got going on, panic attack could happen. I would actually think that she wouldn't, this wouldn't bother her as much as it does anymore. It is, it does seem like it's been a while for that, but like, I mean, I don't know if shit can pop up anytime. Yeah, but I feel like her issue last time wasn't so much her dad coming out and being gay, but just the thought of him actually physically having relations with people. She didn't like hearing yeah. about that, but whatever, it's fine. Maybe she's wrestling more with it now emotionally. <laughs> and her you parents, know. yeah, yeah, it's it's all fine. So Fran comes out to uh, check on her. She's like, "Is everything okay in there?" And he's like, "Yeah, everything's fine." Uh, what did what was the thing that like triggered this? She said a student had something crazy weird happen, or she brought something weird in you the class. You tell me what Fran said. Fran or Hannah, I can't quite remember. Um, no, she like walked out of class and then he's like, no, they're, she's like, is they fine? It was like the class you just walked out of? Sure. Uh, and then she says something about like someone brought a gerbil in the class and like squished it. And yeah, that's what that's I was... all that. And now that's all they're talking about. So that wasn't yeah. before that happened okay. after she left. So she okay. just left with a panic attack. It wasn't triggered by anything. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing that I was trying to yeah. be like, what? I know that somebody said something that weird happened, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so Fran is like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, you, you're having a panic attack. You're going, you're going through some shit. Let's just breathe. Let's calm down. And then we'll go back inside. And they start to like rub her back. And he's like, is this all right? She's like, yeah. And then she looks at him kind of like, oh, man, I really like this guy. And I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And she did, to be fair. Yeah. Fran seems like a good dude so far. Yeah. Yeah. So emphasis on the so far. Because any guy that's in the show 
turns out to be a secret douche. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, except for like Elijah and Ray. Ray started out as a douche. Ray's kind of a douche, but like a good-hearted douche. And Elijah, dude, Elijah's a douche, but he's a hilarious douche. Yeah, but like, I don't think, I hope Fran doesn't go down like that bad path of like the Desleys or the Mimi Roses. Me too. I would be very sad if Fran does, because Fran seems like such a good head on his shoulders person. No, we're skipping a skipping ahead here. So let's. Yeah. So after that scene, Hannah is coming home to her apartment. She hears wailing, screaming from the downstairs apartment where Laird and Caroline reside. She puts her head up to the door to hear what's going on. I thought it was them having sex at first because it sounded like sex moans. Oh, but then I, I also knew that it was like home birth was the title of this episode. Yeah, yeah I that never. I was like, absolutely, she's having home birth. Yeah. So she is uh, got her head up to the door, and Laird opens the door, and he's like, "Oh, Hannah, what's going on? Uh, come on in. Let's uh, let me show you where what's going on with Caroline." They go to the bathroom. Caroline's in a tub, completely naked, uh, completely super pregnant. Really pregnant, ready. like real life pregnant, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, ready to give birth, dude. Ready to do it. And Laird's like, yeah, we're just going to do it at home. Uh, I'm. What's the word for doula. the... Doula. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to be your doula. Uh, she taught me everything she knows about being a doula. Hannah's like, is she a doula? And Carolyn's like, I mean, kind of, almost. You know, it's whatever. It's fine. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then Hannah's kind of like, um, maybe you should actually go to a hospital... And then Caroline's like, no, I fucking can do this. Like, this is like how they used to give birth all the time back in the day. Like, I don't want to have doctors and be at a hospital. And Larry's like, yeah, we decided to do it this way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I mean, all right. That seems like uh, not a good idea. Then uh, next scene, Adam comes birthing through the door. Did you say birthing through the door? Oh, yeah, birthing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Meh, little slip there. Wow. Adam comes bursting through the door, sees Caroline naked in the tub, and he very matter-of-factly, very accurately questions, uh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the intensity that he has in his yeah. demeanor, his face, his his voice, every statement is like pointed into the, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he's serious about yeah. this. It's like a firefighter breaking down the door and trying to find out where where the baby is he needs to save from this burning wreckage. Like, yeah. Uh, and then she's like, well, we're going to have the birth at home. And he's like, oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you should not do that. Mm-hmm. We need to take you to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if this was in the previous scene or if it's in this scene. They mentioned that the baby is coming out. A month and a half early. The first scene. Okay. Yeah. They were like, Sorry that we skipped through that. Yeah, but that yeah, seems yeah. like a significant amount of time that's early. It is. Like, not in a good way. Not in a good way. And definitely, like, we'll talk about what they did at the end. But yeah, like, yeah, that is yeah. not good. That's very prim- I mean, I've never had kids. I don't know anything about that. But that... I believe that that's early. <laughs> yes, a month and a half. Um, if you take nine months and minus a month and a half from that, that's very early. Yeah, like, seven and a half months yeah, doesn't yeah. seem doesn't seem yeah. good. 
and babies <laughs> in general are born like early in themselves just because of the head of their side the sides of their head like that's why babies don't come out and they can't like do much because they're still yeah. developing outside so if they're early they really need treatment and care like a lot of a lot of women and kids die in like childbirth if it's just natural like just in the, yeah in the like well that's the yeah. thing about the argument of like this is how they used to do it they used to do it like this all the time it's like yeah babies used to die all the time mothers yeah. used to die all the time too yeah that's the that's the trade-off yeah yeah so that's a real risky proposition and adam mm -hmm. notices that and he's like, you should go to the fucking hospital where there's medicine and doctors and people that know what they're doing. At least have a doula and an emergency call right on staff. Like, so, like at least have a backup plan for if something goes wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, like your backup, can, your plan A, plan B, plan C can't all be layered. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and Hannah just randomly coming down. Yeah. So Adam's like, you should be in a hospital where there's fucking medicine and doctors and people that know what they're doing. And Hannah's like, yeah, that's kind of what I said, too. And Lair's like, no, we got this, dude. Like, we understand. Hannah says something about a documentary that she saw about like, yeah, this is actually like people can do it. And then Laird says something about a Tom and Jerry episode that he saw where <laughs> Tom is pregnant with like in on the range and there's like a <laughs> yeah. cowboy or something. and adam just yells at him like immediately like, adam screams will you shut the fuck up at him and he's screaming at both of them like you need to not do this here and then carolyn yells at adam to not yell at her like her husband or the father of her child like and yeah. she is full full volume but full rage it's amazing. Adam and Caroline are screaming at the top of their lungs. I gotta say, the casting of them two being brother-sister is kind of incredible. Yeah. Like, Fantastic. Like, I haven't seen a lot of her work. Uh, what's the Gabby... Uh, what's what's the, the actress's name playing Caroline? Yeah, I, it's, forget, uh, I forget Gabby Hoffman. Name. Gabby Hoffman, I think. Yeah. Um, and she's just... She's so great in this character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Adam is like, will you please cover your your naked body too because i am your fucking brother yeah and then she's like i will cover my breasts but for obvious reasons i will not cover my vagina <laughs> so fucking good dude in that tub that tub is like almost filled to the brim it was gonna be a mess dude yeah it was water is splashing all over the place anyway but i mean once the birth happens i mean it's gonna it is gonna be oh it's gonna be awful yeah uh yeah so they're, you know, things are tumultuous, to say the least, mm -hmm. in the Laird Caroline household. Yeah. Uh, so then the next scene, we see uh, Jessa is there now. She's just there. Yeah. Someone, someone called her? Did she just show up? Did she magically she, appear? She's there. And the first question that I asked myself was why? <laughs> yeah. Why is she there? Yeah. The, like, all of this is happening. You would think Adam or Hannah would just be like, fuck what she's talking about. Let's just call an ambulance. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, let's save her from herself. Not, yeah. you know what? Let's call in another friend. Yeah. 
I mean, Caroline is very adamant about like, I want to do this home birth and Laird's just going along with it because he's a uh, pushover, it seems. He's a nice, he's just a nice guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, And Jess is like, I want to see what's going on in there. I want to see like everything. And she asks Adam, it's like, have you seen her? Have you seen her? And he's like, yeah, I was just in there. And she's like, no, but have you seen her like vagina? What's going on with her vagina? And Adam's like, no, I didn't fucking see her vagina. She's my sister. And then Jess is like, maybe you should see her vagina because she needs you right now. And she is your sister. Yeah, because she is like your that. sister. Yeah. Um, is this the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, Adam's definitely going to hook up with Jessa. <laughs> yeah, that prediction might be going south, but uh, I don't know. I don't they know, have man. a bond if some if one of them called her over. Yeah, I don't know why she's there. Yeah. I'm I'm holding steadfast in the I think they're gonna hook up, but that took they, a little bit they of do a, have a they do have a, a weird strange bond, so I'm not fully I just don't understand how the Marnie the Marnie tie in is gonna work if yeah, maybe he's it's hooking a up three with Jessa and Mar- Yeah. Maybe they got a three way going. Everyone oh, I made a wild shit. prediction that last episode that Jessa was gonna sleep with Desi as a way to break up Marnie and Desi. Because I was like they have to like kind of break up somewhat. Oh, and yeah, I ran. Yeah. I like I threw out a wild card of that happening. <laughs> that yeah, was I don't wrong. know if that's that happening. was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> that remains to be seen, but I think it's pretty slim. And that I was a, that was a deep reach. That was just going to be like Jessa does her nice thing in this episode mm-hmm. in this way, as opposed to her nice thing being like, oh yeah, I slept with Desi, so you could be like, oh, this guy's a loser. You know? Yeah, I uh, I feel like my prediction of her and Adam hooking up took a hit in this episode just because i think that adam he's not uh suffering her bullshit anymore i don't think no i think it i think your the prediction um is stays neutral because of how it ends okay yeah so eventually jessa does go in there because caroline is screaming now and laird comes out of the bathroom he's like guys something's wrong uh she is in pain uh, this doesn't seem like it's going as well as we thought it was going to go. And uh, it might be time. Or, well, then Adam is like, that's it. I'm fucking calling an ambulance. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, we can figure this out. And I was like, fuck you. I'm calling an ambulance. Jess is like, oh, fuck all of this. I'm going in. Jessica goes in. Uh, Caroline is on all fours screaming and being like, this doesn't feel right. This hurts. I'm in so much pain right now. And I was like, oh, God, this is fucking terrifying. I mean, it's got horror movie vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Jess tells her, like, you just got to lay back. Listen to me. Uh, I'm going to, like, see what's going on here. Uh, Caroline's like, I'm not going to listen to fucking anybody anymore. And she's like, just shut up. Lay down. Jessa ties her hair. She's like, uh, she says something to Laird about like, you need to man up and be a man right now. And, and Laird is like, I'm not a man. I'm a 135 pound former junkie. I'm not ready for this. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Jess is like, ugh, you're such a bitch, basically. Mm-hmm. Ties her hair up, dunks her head in the, in the fucking water, opens her eyes, turns, looks at Caroline's vagina and kind of looks, I think she even says, she goes, oh and then pulls her head out and she's like uh i saw a foot 
And then they're like, she's breaching. Yeah. yeah. And then this is where everyone's very much on the same page about like, we need to call an ambulance. We need to take this woman to a hospital now. That shot of her dunking her head in, it's a great shot. And it's yeah. also like so gross, but like such a great shot. Like, yeah. And her reaction and like the fact that Jessica just did it, which is she's the yeah. only person that was going to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's in this scene. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then she just like tells Laird what he needs to hear. Like he has to get her out of there. Yeah. She's like, I'm I'm going to get out of here. You need to man up and you need to get your wife out of this tub because she <laughs> needs help. And he's like, she's not my wife. I just wear this ring because it makes me feel good. We're Which not even married. Amazing. <laughs> Laird's amazing. ridiculous, dude, man. I, he's a character like I never thought we'd see more of than like sporadically. Mm-hmm. But, we do only see him sporadically. No, no, but like I really thought like he'd be like here for like a like brief moment, you know? Yeah. Like I think he would be at the level of Colin Quinn's character, not mm-hmm. not where like he's in full episodes and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like he's this is he's like, like a, a part a of he's a part of story. this world. Yeah, he's a part yeah. of this world. Yeah. So everybody leaves. Um, the next scene is uh, Hannah being like, I, "I just checked ways. It might be faster for us just to walk to the hospital." Laird comes out holding a nude Caroline. Like, I got her out of the tub. Let's go. We got to get out of here. Then uh, they're just carrying her down a public street. All four of them, Jessa, Hannah, Adam, and Laird, is carrying she, her. Is she wearing, is she look, is she in a trench coat or something? Like, I forget what she's in. It looks like she's her. just, it looks like they, she's just wearing a blanket or something. Yeah. And why didn't she want them to take a car or something? She said something like, I won't get on a bus or a train. She says something while he's holding her there. Do you remember? I think it was something about how she didn't want him riding in an ambulance. And she did go on a long thing about, like, I don't want to be in a hospital where there's drugs and doctors and test tubes and all this shit. And she thinks that Western medicine is a bunch of bullshit. But she says that all in the tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying when she was picked up. Um, I don't remember what she said about the yeah. cars, though. All right, um, yeah. But she's, they're, they're, all four of them are carrying her. She's screaming, like, don't drop me. And, like, I'm thinking she's real life pregnant while they're doing this. I'm thinking while they're carrying her, there's a baby's foot coming out of her vagina in public. Like, they're carrying her and there's a foot hanging out of her. I don't think it's full. I don't I don't think it's fully hanging. I don't know. Uh, it's but definitely that baby needs to be turned around to come out. I mean, Jessa saw a foot yeah i mean you can i don't know like if it's just like dangling and flopping around down there but i don't know like (laughs) i don't know either i don't know see that thankfully i know but Um, yeah the breach is definitely i don't even like they have to like turn the baby around in there like yeah and it's a pre and it's a premature baby so yeah i mean that's that's, I think, a really, real big concern. Remember here. last episode? I was like, I think it's been longer than nine months. <laughs> and now it's like, it's only been seven and a half. Yeah, I don't know the timeline of the show at all. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah has moved to Iowa and back in seven months. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you just got to be along for the ride, Vance. Guess so. So... 
Caroline gives birth to the kid. Laird comes out all proud and happy. Like we just gave birth to a bouncing ass baby girl. And they're like, oh my God, that's awesome. And it's healthy. And he's like, yep. And then they all walk in to see Caroline. And they're like, where's the baby? And she's like, it's in a warm box. And uh, they're like, oh, what'd you name it? They named the baby Just a Hannah Bluebell Poem uh, Sackler. Yeah, that's Adam's last name. Yeah, Adam and I think last I think name. I think that they also included Laird's last name too. I don't remember what his last name is, but I remember it being a ridiculously long name. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So they give birth and. Uh, and it's, it's in a, a box pre- because it's a pre a premature baby, so it's like in one of those incubators. Like yeah, like, yeah, which seems about right because mm-hmm. it is very very premature, mm-hmm. based on my unprofessional, unknowing anything about birthing babies opinion. Well, if you know what the word premature means, then <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it's and they named it after Jessa and Hannah. Yeah, Jessa Jessa first. Yeah, well, Jessa, Jessa- was the. Jessa was the the catalyst. Yeah, I guess so. Jessa Hannah, Bluebell Poem, something, Sackler. Yeah. So congratulations to Caroline and Laird. We're very happy for them. Um, and the you next said thing, that with no joy in your voice. Yeah, yeah, because they're not real people, and they don't. They're not going to listen to this. But uh, why you did know. you? Why did you even say it then? Because you know, I wanted to give some shout outs. Just like, just like that ingrained. <laughs> That ingrained like sense of having to like give congratulations. Yeah, I guess so. You're so you're in your Western sensibilities. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but no, I I do like how Jessa uh, Jessa's like beaming it here. She's really yeah. beaming. She's like, you named her Jessa, and then Hannah's yeah. like, yeah, they named her Jessa Hannah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, she's like hyphenate, whatever. Um, and like mm-hmm. Lair's like, yeah, she's the one that told me. That, she told me words that I needed to hear, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and Adam standing back there, he's beaming too, and that's why I say your prediction is like level here because Jessa basically saved their lives by being the only person that was able yeah. to dunk. I just don't understand why they didn't call anybody. <laughs> like, why, who cares if she's telling you that she doesn't want this? Like, look, I hope your that sister's I'm gonna right. be mad at you no matter what. So, I like, hope you that might I'm well right. call the ambulance. I hope that I'm right about the prediction. I'm not wavering from the prediction, but I think even though that you're of the opinion that it's neutral, I think it took a little hit. Um, but I'm not I'm sticking to my guns. I think it's still gonna happen. But I mean, that's I all know. we do on the show, stick down guns. I'm still sticking to Adam hooking up with Marnie, even though it's Yeah, seems and that was from season one, I think. Yeah. But if it happens, it's great. If it doesn't yeah, I'm still trying to get Joe Welke at gmail.com. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that you saga. Should, you should give up on that because that's not happening. Yeah, that saga is over, I think. But uh, you should follow us on Instagram at Boys Watching Girls Podcast. Um, anyway, so next thing we see is uh, Hannah and Adam uh, playing with the baby in the incubator and being like, oh, this is so beautiful. Hannah decides that this is a moment to give the baby life advice. She says something about, like, it's not always going to be great, but it will be intriguing always. And then, uh, out of nowhere, Adam tells Hannah, hey, uh, me, me, me and Mimi Rose are over. 
and Hannah's like, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I was like, yeah, I think I made a mistake. I was just lost and I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I made a mistake. And Hannah's like, oh. And uh, Adam goes, yeah, I really miss you. And I I would love to have you back. I, I made a mistake. I want you in my life again. And all of this just made me realize how much I miss you and how much I want you in my life. And uh, I would like to have you back. And Hannah says, I think that you're just really tired. You're swept up in a lot of this stuff. Maybe once you get some rest, you know, get some thoughts cleared up, you'll feel better and you'll come to your senses, basically. And Adam's like, no, uh, this is how I feel. Uh, I'm thinking clearly. I made a mistake. I was lost. And I want you back. And Hannah says, I can't do that. And then Adam says, yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) I love that response. Like, yeah, you can. Yeah. It's fine. And then Hannah's like, I can't. And he's like, come on. I I need this. I need you back in my life. She's like, I can't. I'm sorry. And then Adam goes, okay. Okay. And he just kind of accepts it. And I thought that that was a very powerful scene. I was really happy with the outcome, and I agree. Like, I, I it was a powerful scene because any t- any scene with them when they really just dive in, mm-hmm. and they're not like it's not like half jokes and then kind of like funny arguments. Like when they really go to their emotional depths. Like I think he brings something out of her acting wise, mm-hmm. and like she gives back what he needs. Like the two of them actually do have a really good chemistry on screen together. Yeah. And um, I agree. And yeah, I was just really happy that they didn't get back together because I was like, if they got back together, I'm like, okay, that's the, like, we could see that coming from the beginning of the season. They break up, they get back together. Next season, they'll have to find a new way to break up and then they'll have to find (laughs) a new way to get back together. You know, like, yeah, this one was like, okay, you know, and it goes with the theme of everyone just like carving their own path, not following in. Going out Um, on their own. And I was like, I thought, oh, go go for it. No, no, I was just like, yeah, I just thought it was really well well done. Well, a good choice to have right here. Yeah, it was a very, I was happy because it felt like, you know, there was growth and Hannah realizing like, I can't do this again. And I was like, this is a powerful character growth moment. And I loved it. Like the acting was great in it. Mm-hmm. Adam being vulnerable like that and being like, I, I need you back. And she being like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can perfect <laughs> if you threw a kid in there it would have been money yeah and hannah just being like i can't and like starting to well up amazing acting that was such a great scene mm-hmm. fucking fucking love that scene um and then that's where we leave that scene basically adam just accepting like you know you don't get a zillion chances at people you know so then uh, Hannah calls her mom and she's like, I saw a baby b- birthed today. I was like really cool. And like, I thought it was really awesome. And her mom is like, that's so awesome. I'm so proud of you. And you know what? You're so great. And you have so much of your life ahead of you. And you're going to see so many awesome things. And I have no future ahead of me. And you don't have to tether yourself to a a foolish 
stupid man. She's like, you, you don't, you can do so uh, anything in your life. You can do more than anything in your life. You have all these options ahead of you, and I have none because I decided to tether myself to this idiot, dumbass guy. And as she's saying this, there's like a zoom out to reveal that Hannah's dad is right next to Hannah's mom. <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. As soon as she started saying it and where she was sitting in the framing, I was like, oh, yeah, he's absolutely sitting right there. Oh, my God. And, and it's funny because like, it seems like Hannah damn. knows it, too. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Dad on. Yeah. Hannah's like, oh, OK, great. Can you put daddy on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so brutal. Oh, my God. And. It was such an it was such an interesting like uh, choice for it to have her talk about that right after she broke up. Like it was one of those weird things where I want to talk about uh, the Jessa thing, but it does a fast forward. Oh for right, six right, months. right, right, right. It fast forwards right. for six months ahead, and when they did mm -hmm. that, I was like, it came right after she was saying all this stuff. So I was like, oh, did she just go? Because it reminded me of when the mom was in the hospital with Flo with the with the aunt or mm -hmm. the whatever and Gram grandma 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 yeah flow and and she was like oh well you're not really gonna marry adam right like every time like they're in the hospital the mom says something like bad about adam or their relationship in a way yeah. and i was getting those vibes again um i forgot to leave off where jessa yes. is as well F tie her bow on her story mm -hmm. so after they uh they talk about uh after the baby is birthed and all that shit jessa comes home to shoshana and that's where shoshana tells her like i'm gonna take a job in japan and jessa says i want to be a therapist i'm going to be a therapist which i think that's what you predicted right? i predicted that last season when she was at rehab and she was calling everyone out yeah um and i was like that's her skill that's her ability is to actually be able to read people like that's the yeah. thing she's good at um so I was like, oh, my God, that actually came true. Yeah. So I'll take that victory lap of that one. Yeah. And I think, she'll be, to, I think she'll be good at it. Um, kudos to you for that right prediction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I just think it's going to be. I'm just happy that now Jessa has a path and like mm -hmm. a storyline that can actually we can actually follow. Yeah. Because she's been just aimlessly wandering around like her being a junkie was never really a thing. Um, yeah. And her story with Ace was like three episodes long and went yeah. nowhere. And then like her story with BD, the artist was an episode and a half, basically. Like, yeah. She hasn't had any, any like long through line stuff. So yeah. And her story with Jasper, like she's had a lot of stories that just start and end within like two or three episodes. Yeah. Like the Jasper one was like, Oh, a big turning point of her being like, junkie recovery so i guess yeah. that kind of brought her to the aa thing that brought her close to adam i guess but it, she hasn't had like a thing to do yeah, yeah. so i'm i'm actually excited to see where that goes mm -hmm. like i know that i hate on jessa all the time but now like you said now that she has a purpose and something to strive for and a goal that she wants to accomplish I would like to see some growth with her. And it seems like there could be some growth with her through this storyline. Yeah. Know? Just seeing scenes of her, like giving hard, honest truth to like people coming for advice for her. Like, mm -hmm. I think that would just be great. It's like the perfect use of her skill set. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where we have a cut uh, to six months later. 
and it's Hannah and Fran in the winter walking down the street and they they smooch each other and uh Hannah and Fran are together now which I think is I love Fran and I hope that he stays in the show but he wasn't wrong about Hannah being a drama queen yeah and, and I wonder if this is like a Hannah's putting her drama behind her maybe hopefully there's some like maturity growth thing because she did just have a character growth maturity moment when she turned down adam but i don't want to watch the show if she's not gonna do weird dramatic stuff <laughs> like you know what yeah, I mean? if it's, it's, if it's like... a bunch of emotionally mature people just like going through life that's not interesting <laughs> that's not interesting at all yeah <laughs> she's just like hey what do you want to get for dinner i don't know i guess we'll just eat leftovers all right girls <laughs> like that's like... <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, i saw this there's this new documentary on netflix you want to watch it yeah i'd love to Okay. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go to bed early. I gotta get up for work. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, it, it wasn't enough of a turn for me to think that Fran would like. That's why they did the six month thing. Um. Oh, and I had a question for you. So Jed Apatow, he did he was he a writer on this one? This episode yeah, he, he's a co-writer okay. with this okay. uh, with Lena so Dunham and Jenny Connor. It, it had the vibes of what was that? That season two finale where oh, everyone when, starts when Charlie and Marty yeah, are together. Doesn't again. it like cut forward and everyone's all coupled up and like walking arm in arm and it's like this very like upbeat, happy ending? Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, and I was like, okay, and I saw Jed Apatow's name come up again, and I like jet apatow movies you know but there's mm -hmm. a sensibility there that mm -hmm. i think sometimes isn't fully this show's sensibility or mm -hmm. hannah's it's like her sensibility but then that kind of like more commercial like it's more satisfying to a general public yeah happy ending yeah to send people home like feeling good about themselves at the end of the like, season because i'm down with like i i was ready to like stop stop playing once it faded out and she's like can you put dad on None to me yeah. that's a girl's ending right mm -hmm. and then they're like "Ooh, we need this to be like a uh like a real series uh season ending and so it's like oh six months later and then we see them walking arm in arm and I'm like this feels like a different show yeah i was gonna say are you excited to see where this goes with her and fran no, because I know it has to end with him. And I just didn't think her having a panic attack was enough of a draw for him to be like, oh, yeah, she's not dramatic now. And that's the last thing we saw, you know. Mm -hmm. But then we do yeah. a six month jump without seeing any of the relationship form. Like, come yeah. back in and come back in and let me just see her working at the school and slowly yeah, develop the relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have time to do that. And the first two episodes of the next season if we want that to happen i just thought mm -hmm. the six month jump was like oh let's get to it already so we can tear it down by episode five or something um i don't know it's it just didn't seem like where it was really going necessarily i mean it is handed to in the first scene like because fran does seem to care he, but, yeah he cares but he walked I, away he walked away from her <laughs> yeah his walk away was so perfect and great and it made the most sense. And now it's like he went back on that and it kind of rendered that moot, you know? Yeah. And you can see that walk away on the on the Instagram 
on Instagram feed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I clipped that just because I was like, that is such a cool double take moment. Um, yeah. And, and it's just like, you're oh, calling great. me a bitch. <laughs> you're kind of acting like a bitch. And Fran's just like, uh, oh, boy, I made the right decision. Yeah. He went from that one episode ago to now they're together. Yeah. Which is now six months forward. So I guess she's still working at the school. Yeah. Oh, and, and now that we jump, and now that we've jumped six months already, um, Shoshana could be on her way back from Japan. That's true. Like, I think out of all of the girls' stories, the one that I'm least excited about is Hannah's with Fran. Yeah, and I like Fran. Yeah, I do. Oh. I think I like the actor. I like the performance. I like. You know what? Actually, I think I'm least excited about Jess's just because, like, I know Jess's stories are always weird. And, like, I, I just don't have any faith for them to pay anything off with her. I'm excited and, and happy that she has a goal, purpose, motivation now. Yeah. But I'm just so jaded with her stuff that I can't really put any stock in it. So I would put Hannah and Fran's story just a little bit above where uh, Jessa is in terms of my excitement for, like, what's going to happen next with them. I think I care a little less about Shoshana stuff especially if we're not in Japan and seeing her walk around the city. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's just going to be work business stuff. Um, I, I will say I'm intrigued of what they're going to do with Ray Marnie, like six months have passed. Are they together now? Like that, that story is the one that I'm most excited to see where that yeah. goes. Yeah. When you do time jumps like that, it's always tricky. Cause I'm thinking yeah. like, okay, so they did the showcase at this six months later, Marnie could have like an album out and be recording a second one. Mm -hmm. and had just gone on tour like you know it's like so many things like ray's been a campaign he's been a councilman for six months already mm -hmm. yeah i don't know who knows what is adam doing what is adam up to yeah i would like to know what adam's up to too because yeah. his future is kind of shrouded in mystery at this point yeah. the last thing we see of him is he's just getting rejected so he has yeah. to move on to do something else mm -hmm. like, i think that he'd be a great uncle He's going to show a lot of care to that well, baby. Well, he definitely is creepy uncle vibes, for sure. He yeah. definitely has uncle uncle vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I believe now would be a great time to get to our... I think we do it mid-season, and now we're doing it season-ending as well. And sometimes our, we do it randomly. Yeah. Throw it in there. We used to do it at the end of every episode, but uh, we decided that was a little too much. Yeah. It is time for our likability rankings for the girls are we including the guys in this who are who is on the board so i i think we should do the girls separate from the guys okay so we're doing a, a girls specific only I, one I and, then a whole and I, I texted joe to be prepared for this and <laughs> before we recorded i said did you do anything and he just shook his head no well, I mean, I didn't know who was on the board. There's, There's some four details. girls. Like, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I know that, but I didn't know if we're including Ray or Elijah or even Laird or Caroline now. Or but you could have put all of them in if you wanted to. You never texted okay, back right. about. You never texted back about which okay, one of them. Right, yeah, I'm just saying. Me, I just want people to out. see. I just want to see what people to know what I deal with on a daily. Call me out on, on the a daily basis. Okay. okay, Vance. No need to get. Uh, are you about to give me Joe Welke as a human nope, being a one star is, review? <laughs> no, I texted you because the last time we did a season ending finale, we did it like live and it was long and yeah, and we got really heated. 
Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, we'll at least come in knowing stuff so people don't have to watch us, listen to us and not talk and think. But See, I, wrote I, down, I, I wrote down some stuff. and I can get my rankings pretty quickly, but I just need to know who is eligible to be ranked. So please lay it out for me. Hannah, Marnie, Shoshana, Jessa, Mimi Rose is thrown okay. on there. And that's the girls. Okay. Oh, For, Mimi Rose is part of the girls now. I'm just throwing her in because she's just going to be the worst. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, and for the guys, we have Ray, mm-hmm. Elijah, mm-hmm. Adam, mm-hmm. Desi, mm-hmm. Ace, and then mm-hmm. Laird and Fran. Just throwing them in there, too. Okay. All right. Do you want to do the guys first and then the girls, or how do you want to do it? Yeah, we should do the guys first because this is girls. They're the they're the headliners. All right. Uh, so for the guys, let me see here. Are we going top to bottom? Who should should I go? Yeah, top to who bottom. I think is whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go worst to first. All right. You, okay. Worst. Desi. I have Desi and Ace almost tied for worse. Desi, I have Ace right above yeah, Desi. Before, and this was before this episode, so I'm going to go Desi worse just because of the abandonment. Yeah, uh, at I the mean, end. D- that like he was cheating on his girlfriend to begin with. Mm-hmm. The bogus proposal, the yelling at Marnie, the abusive relationship. Yeah. Blew Desi. through their advance on guitar, pe- a guitar pedal, or possibly multiple. their advance. I don't know. We don't know where the money came from, but I'm going to say blows Desi through that, worse. and then abandons the big show. Yeah, Desi's in the basement for yeah. me. Desi's in the basement. Ace, we got a very, very small taste of, and all of it was not good. Yeah, the toothbrush Ace, alone, the toothbrush piece of flair alone. Yeah, and absolutely then just, horrible. And just his manipulation just, games yep. with Adam and Mimi Rose, just and Jessa. Mm-hmm. It, he had me feeling bad for Jessa for a minute. <laughs> like that is something special, douche. Like that guy sucks. So he is slightly above Desi. I'm with you on that. Okay. <sighs> now it's getting a little tough. Right here, I got Adam. I got Adam here. I I concur. I'm with you on that. Adam. <sighs> the the way he, his disregard when he was dating Mimi Rose, his disregard for Hannah is really mm-hmm. the one that brings him down. Because other than that, he's been okay and he gets hurt by Mimi Rose. But when when Hannah shows back up from Iowa and he's just like, oh, you're moving out for good? Like, he is so dismissive and... Yeah, that's a douche move. Oh, I paid for your stuff in storage, yeah. Yeah, and then even in this last episode where uh, he's like, I made a mistake, I'm trying to get you back. It's like, that could be how he feels, but he has to learn the lesson of like, you can't just get everybody back. And that was kind of a a bullshit move by him, but I understand how he could be feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And he just like fell in the Mimi Rose trap like a doofus yeah so yeah i am with you on adam being uh at at number four okay at number three 
No, that's have... uh, that's number. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm going. F- yeah, because yeah. there's there's six. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah. Desi's at six. Ace is at five. Adam at four. We have number seven three. People. There's seven. Yeah. Laird and Fran. Do you have Laird and Fran? Oh, there? Laird. I forgot about Laird. Don't forget about uh, Laird. Yeah, my bad. Um, well, then right above Adam, I'm going to have Laird. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know where Laird fits in. Laird was a late addition to my thing. Yeah, Laird's not in the season a lot. And what we see of him... like Let's, he... uh, let's kick Laird out of this. Yeah, he's okay. Too, yeah, he's, he's he, an he, X-Factor. He's not, yeah. he's not, too, he's not yeah. in it too much. Yeah. So if he were to go anywhere, I think I'd have him there. Just because we don't see him too much. And what he does in this episode, he's kind of... He needs to man up and he's not being a very smart person. Yeah. But in the end, like he's happy. He's like trying. Yeah. And he's done nothing but like try to help out Anna and stuff. So, but yeah, Laird, he's going off the list. He's he's his own neutral. He, yeah. He's an honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable mention for Laird. Uh, so, so I'm going to say my third person is Elijah. Same. That's how I have Elijah here. Yeah. Elijah starts off this season with like he's doing real weird shit in Iowa. <laughs> Doing like, real weird shit, but not no, offensively like, bad. Yeah, but third just, isn't like bad or anything wrong. It's just like where he falls in this category. Like, if yeah. you're top three, you're almost next, neck and neck, you know? Yeah, he's in it enough to where we get a good grasp of like what he's been up to this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and he doesn't do anything offensively bad, but he's also just a snarky motherfucker. Yeah, and he takes the dad out and makes him takes him to one like a gay boy makeover or something. But yeah, um, none of these things are like negatives on him. Like, yeah, he he's, never he's crossed not... the line that much. He did have that weird. Was this the season he had that weird line about pal from the brunch thing? I'm not uh, yeah. sure. That was either this season or last season. I can't quite I think remember. Whatever. I mean, Elijah's fine. Yeah, he's he's all right. I think that was last yeah. season, though. Yeah, um, and N- number so my, two, my number two is Ray. Same. Yeah, Ray is doing good stuff. I'm glad to see him moving up in the world. Mm-hmm. He did have the douche moment of screaming at cars, mm-hmm. but that was the match that lit the fire for yeah. his political stuff going on. Uh, he's standing up for what he believes in a lot, which mm-hmm. is noble. And what he believes in, I also kind of believe in, minus the Marnie being amazing and awesome. <laughs> but he's got feelings. That he's, he's admitted that his heart hasn't caught up with his brain and it might never do yeah. it. But yeah. I think that's a good place to put him. He's doing mm-hmm. real well. I'm happy yeah. about where Ray's going. I like Ray a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number two on this list is not a slight on him at all at all no no. he's doing well and if it weren't for one introduction of a new character he'd be my number one yeah and and we'll say i'll say this the top four are fine (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but i mean taking the cake how can you go wrong with fran a man named fran (laughs) just the most level-headed sensible person in this show i feel at this point yeah like i yeah so far so far loving fran but also loving ray i love ray yeah but like i don't have any negative marks at all on fran right now the only negative mark i'd say is like giving in and actually going against his better judgment and dating hannah 
Yeah, but I agree. But you yeah. know, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. You know. So those are the dude rankings. I we are very uh, on the same page with that one. We're simpatico. Simpatico. Yeah. Look at that. We even said the same word. <laughs> I know, man. We're becoming more alike than we think now. Which this is, is where we this is where we start fighting. I think this is probably where we might start fighting. Um, okay, we're going worst to first. All right. Well, uh, I will. I will. I will start us off here. Okay. Worst, obviously. Not even a discussion. Taking the crown of the trash queen. Yeah. Mimi Rose. Wow. Right? Like... I agree a hundred percent. Shockingly, taking the crown that I've given to Jessa nonstop, stealing it away for being such a manipulative psychopath. Just yeah. an unfeeling, selfish, crazy person who uses people and pits them against each other just for her own amusement. I I hate her. She sucks. Yeah. I, I just finished watching uh, season two of Killing Eve, and mm -hmm. I feel like Mimi Rose is scarier than the killers <laughs> in that show. <laughs> like, Mimi Rose is doing damage out there, man. Yeah, I would not. What a toxic, toxic human being, but <sighs> probably a dynamo in bed. <laughs> also, where's those 1950s pajamas like a like a maniac nothing about mimi rose gives off sexuality to me yeah she's like an android <laughs> like i don't see i don't see it at all <laughs> yeah wait we did see a scene of her and adam having sex and it was not did, sexy did we yeah we did because they have sex and then that's when she's like uh, oh, no, no, they were about to have sex. And she's like, oh, I can't have sex. Uh, I had an abortion or whatever. Just her flippant attitude. Well, she, they were supposed to go running. She just said it. She just said, I can't. Mm -hmm. I had an abortion. I can't. Uh, it's things Maybe. I can't do, like go running or have sex. Like, we don't ever see them have sex. We see them in bed sleeping. Okay, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I might be misremembering. But yeah, just her flippant attitude about other people's feelings and just using them for her own amusement the worst yeah trash queen and like by far like not even a close race scary man she's a scary person and, and she's not in this show a bunch she's like maybe three or four episodes i think yeah and also her douche tastic art thing yeah oh, oh man burn it burn it yeah her and ace man yeah they deserve each other because they yeah. suck <laughs> all right number four for me and this is going to surprise some people. Ooh. I have I have Marnie at number four. Marnie has taken taken the crown of worse before. Yeah, um, she's she's tumbled down these likability rankings. Well, I still kind of have Jessa at the uh -huh. bottom, but I would love to debate this. My debate with this is I more so remember things that Marnie has done. Jessa's in it not very much. What she is in, what she's doing is not good and manipulative as well. But Marnie is just stupid and selfish. And like, it seems like she's purposely trying to hurt people's feelings. 
namely yeah namely about like announcing the thing at ray's Mm -hmm. uh campaign thing like i thought that that was such a low blow of hijacking his moment to make it about you Mm -hmm. and just sticking with desi because desi's just the worst person i think he i mean i think the real debate is who's worse desi or mimi rose well no i think what you have right now is I'm going to say Jess is worse than Marnie. And here's my reason. Let's hear your side. Let's hear this. Uh, Marnie has an affair with Desi. That's her yes. big strike. Like she's cheating with, uh, what you might call it? Um, yeah. With Desi uh, and uh, Clementine. Clementine. Yeah. So she's that's, home home that's her, that's her big thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Jess's big thing is she set up Adam with Mimi Rose specifically and, to get ace and mimi rose away from each other because she wants ace yes also set set them up and gave hannah shit about it because she was like oh what are we doing? supposed to just wait around for you to get back from iowa oh yeah that's true so she set up adam with mimi rose knowing that that would both hurt adam because mimi rose is crazy and that it would mm-hmm. hurt hannah who's supposed to be one of her closest friends knowingly so which we find out later is knowingly so it's not like and then she did it for selfish reasons not like she did it and she was like whatever i don't care that it happened she did it forcefully i i completely see where you're coming from with that i got another one for you okay got adam arrested oh yeah that's true (laughs) that is true yeah and the bright spot is she helped with the birth yeah, what are Mar- what's Marnie's bright spot, though? Uh, but her negatives aren't that bad. Her negatives are the affair with Desley, mm-hmm. um, and then stealing spotlight at Ray's party and accepting a proposal. Like, th- those are her negatives this season. Like, Maybe it's just that I'm becoming more used to Jess's antics, that it's, like, not as shocking to me anymore that she's doing shitty things. That so it's kind getting of Adam arrested is not... Look, it, I think, I mean, Adam... Still, and, okay, okay, here, here's the thing about Adam getting arrested. Adam didn't have to, like, fight the police officer. He could have just... Uh, Jessica could have gotten arrested. You could, I mean, you could put that anywhere, but it's Jess's blame for that. Like, Jess's... Because Adam's not a person he's just going to walk away from someone that he's in AA and close to. Yeah, but he could have just like bailed her out or something. Like, what do you he mean didn't bailed have her out? To... Like just walked away? No, no, no. Bailed her well, out what about when this? she gets We're arrested. We're talking about Jessa anyway. Jessa yeah. peeing and then yelling at cops and blaming it on them is still bad. Like take Adam out of it. That whole situation was bad on her part. Also in this season, she was having sex with a guy and wanting him to be God or something. With them. Oh right, right. Yeah. The the Narcotics Anonymous guy, or yeah, at the Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, I just Can feel I... like I just feel like Marnie stealing the spotlight to announce her engagement at Rays is bad, but it's just not as bad as setting someone up with Mimi Rose. Here's my thing about that: is I think that the the things that Marnie is doing, the people that she's hurting, I care about more. Than Who the people hurting? that Jess is hurting. Ray. Wait. Oh, so you don't care about Hannah or Adam? Not really. Not that much. Not as much as Ray. But like she's hurting. Like she's not hurting Ray on purpose. 
But I also take into account that I think that her decision making is stupid. Yeah, but that doesn't that to me doesn't make her the worst. Like everyone's decision making is dumb in all of this. I don't know. Setting someone up with a sociopath like Mimi Rose knowingly and just to get just to get with Ace. Look, I'm 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 not denying you have a great argument for Jessa. That is a great argument for I'm, Jessa. Jessa stole on my last. And I and I think she redeems herself a little bit with the birth and like being there. And I think that's a okay roundabout for her. But the stuff she did throughout the season to me is can, worse than the stuff that Marnie did. So can I tie them? You can do whatever you want. I'm gonna tie them then because you did lay out a very good argument about why Jessa sucks. I did my and, pre work. Uh, I did my pre work yeah, on this one. You did. And I just I think it's more, this is what it is for me, is I used to really like Marnie and her fall from grace is like taking a toll on me. And that's what makes it seem much worse is because she used to be good and Jess has always been bad. So it's kind of her just regular. Marnie's ever been good though. But we used to like her. Like didn't we used to like her? I don't know if we really, really did. She was rated low one, like season two or three. I think that I rated her number two at a certain point. Uh, I mean, that was probably when we were going episode by episode. But like yeah. those season arcs, not But so I remember much. like thinking that she's not that bad of a character. And her her tumbling down is just like really like, wow, you used to be good and you suck now. And Jess has always sucked. So I'm just not as surprised know. by Marnie's, her sucking. Marnie's been much. sucking for a while, though. I well, feel like I, I just feel like Marnie's sucking in this is just like her making dumb decisions that affect her. Like, if Ray's not in love with her, her dating Desi doesn't really matter. And the Clementine thing is is really douchey. But, like, yeah. I have them tied. I, right. I, I have them tied. All right. You did. You brought a very good argument, Vance, and you convinced me to at least tie them. All right. Um, um, number two, I got Hannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, she... And she's not you know, bad this season. She's not bad. She did kind of try and manipulate Fran and she fucked up that girl and she's acting like a fucking idiot with Chloe. She f- is this the season where she does which, that? Which one's Chloe? Chloe's the, oh, student, the, the student that she yeah. got with the piercing. Yeah. I, this I is have, the season I have where the she also I have the interactions with classmates and students as like her yeah. biggest uh flaws for the season and then the Fran crashing the art party, the art show. Yeah, I think the art show thing was the worst for me. I don't know. Is this the season where she does the uh, call out of everyone in her class in Iowa? Mm-hmm. That was awful, too. Yep. Yeah. That was a real douche moment. And then she fingered that cake. Yeah, that was just disgusting. You should that never just, do that. No. You should know that as an adult, never to do that. Yeah. And also a lot of horrible outfits. A lot of bad outfits. She brought back that fucking lizard toy shirt. <laughs> it's great that, and she was like this is a good first date outfit right i wish she would so glad i wish she would i'm so glad that elijah called her out and be like no you should fucking yeah. throw that shit away um but she has some bright spots in this no yeah she's no she's no i mean there's some of the best acting i feel like she's done in the series of this like yeah she's yeah. making progress she's dealing with you know this tumultuous stuff with her family mm-hmm. kind of maturely and trying to just like figure it out mm-hmm and like being as mature as she can be about it, I feel. You know what I mean? 
where like Elijah's like, yeah, he wants to fucking get railed by these people. And she's like, will you please just, I I have a lot to think about. Like, this is so new. And could we not just talk about that? And she got a, and she changed a career and like, it's working somehow. Yeah. And like, she's a good teacher. It seems like the people at that school seem to think that she's competent at her job. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's good to see. I think that she took a lot of good steps this season. Yeah. And uh, number one, I guess, is Shoshana. And the only thing I have for her is the job interview trolling. And we've seen her on so many job interviews this season. (laughs) So many of her sitting across a desk from someone. That's like 90% of her role in the show. And I think that's good and necessary for what she was primed to do. What she was primed to do. Because she thought she was just going to take over the world. And it's not like that. And she did need a little comeuppance, but she doesn't really... She barely graduated. Yeah. Like, that's her big negative is, like, number one, the job interview that she just uses as practice, which isn't really that bad. But just how how candid she was about, like, oh, no, I'm just using this as practice. Yeah. That's where she went astray. Yeah. She could have just walked out of there and been like, oh, I would like to think about it and get back to you. And that's an email. I'm like, I'm sorry. I regret to inform you. You know? Yeah, she exactly. Done that, yeah, but much much easier. But much that's more not polite. Shoshana style. She's going to tell you the truth. Yeah. Then uh, trashing Scott initially at that job interview out of nowhere and just being like blah, and then Scott kind of being like, "Oh, you're so intriguing. You just told me that I'm a terrible, stupid person, and my dream is going to fail. Would you like to go out sometime?" <laughs> yeah. That those are her low points, and the other low point I had of hers was making Ray buy an expensive T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I, uh, so. I feel so like these, that was no, but I'm like that's what I'm saying. It's not a lot of negative stuff. Yeah, the expensive yeah. T-shirt thing. Like they were both on board with that, and then no, they both admitted. Funny, yeah. They both admitted like this was a mistake, and it yeah. was kind of like. But she also pushed Ray towards the political thing. Mm-hmm. She, she. Uh, to borrow a word from The Simpsons, she embiggened him into uh, go run to start his political career, which yes. I thought was big. She helped Ray with the political career in a big, big way. And now she's got a job in Tokyo and she's making like a smart decision for herself that isn't based on what a boy wants. Yeah, And she was actually in a, a big relationship. Yeah, and I I like her relationship too with Scott. Yeah, was there a wasn't she was there someone else she was supposed to be dating or something? I remember there was that dumb guy for a minute. Yeah, the dumb guy that she met like up that, with in the library, but yeah, okay. we only saw that happen once or twice at most. And then we thought maybe she'd get with Ray or want to get Ray back, but then that didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean that was also an emotionally mature thing where she's like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be together but I really want to be friends with you because you're important in my life. And Ray being like, yeah, okay, we can do this. A uh, little selfish that she's like, you can't date Marnie though. Cause that's my she friend. She didn't say you can't date Marnie. She was just upset that he has feelings for Marnie. Like anyone yeah. would normally be upset with. So <laughs> it's one thing to not think they should be together, but you don't want to see them dating like one of your close friends necessarily. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But and it's, she's also, definitely... and it's also Marnie. <laughs> yeah dude marnie sucks that's why i got her tied for a second to last yeah and and i will say this overall like these likability rankings being last in this unless you're mimi rose isn't that bad i mean this is pretty bad no i'm saying in the girls 
Oh, oh, and the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, like, being last, like, the top four, like, I mean, it's not like, oh, my God, Jessa, you're... Like, Jessa does some terrible things, Marnie does some terrible things, but it's not anywhere near the past seasons. Yeah, I mean, Mimi Rose, far and away, is the most unlikable person. Like, take took that torch and ran sprinted with it you seen bolting to the finish line no wonder she agreed to like do this role like if you find out this is the role you get to play how much fun is that like oh absolutely playing the heel dude just like this manipulative sociopath like (laughs) like this like just the scene of her and the laundromat with with hannah being like if you want them back Maybe I'll give them back to you. Like, it's so crazy. And the whole scene of them at the dinner table being like, is this what jealousy is? Ah, maybe I do want Ace back. Adam, come over here and talk. And Adam's just like, what the fuck? So good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that. Anything else to add before we wrap up the episode, Vance? No, I mean, this is the end of what? Season four? Yeah, this Um, is we're four seasons in now. Yeah, we got some we got some surprises and stuff coming up for the next season and stuff. So I, you know, stick around, guys. And this is the thing is like I don't think that there was a bad episode in, like in this season. Like I've liked, I really enjoyed this season. Yeah, thought it was good. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And uh, yeah, so uh, for everybody listening, once again, follow us on Instagram, Boys Watching Girls Podcast on uh, Instagram. We have an email address if you want to send in emails. Uh, boys watching girls podcast at gmail.com and once again uh please do a positive review on apple Podcasts if you have if it takes two seconds you just click the five stars so please just do that and if you got some extra time would love if you gave a glowing written out review that'd be awesome um so yeah for until next time next episode is the start of season five i'm pumped Vance is pumped. I know Vance is pumped. Yeah. Do we do we do the tease? Do you have the tease? Do you have the the title? We we do have a tease. So season five starts with an episode titled "Wedding Day." Oh man, our prediction of Desi not being around might be wrong. Unless unless Hannah's <laughs> married La- Fran. Unless it's Laird and Caroline. Yeah. Who could be getting married? This is well now I'm intrigued. And that's what we're here for. All right. Well, stay tuned for next time with the start of season five with the episode Wedding Day. Thank you for listening, everybody. See ya. I know you're scared right now, but if there was ever a time to not be pathetic, it's now. I think later is my time. That's when my time usually is, is later. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.